Welcome back to the program. This is the third half, uh, Scott Beeson, used, and light, not used to, he does say about the program. <laughs> this is the third hour uh, of the day on Thursday. No, it's Wednesday, yeah. uh, February 20th, not yes. the 21st. Yes, so we're we're doing well on the third hour. We've got both Ashley Carter and Scott Santis here in the studio with me. We are going to continue the Taylor Swift game. Oh, good um, but before I do that, I'm going to give a quick uh, reminder for 1819 New... Excuse me, 1819 News. If you're enjoying this radio show as well as all the other content that's put out by 1819 News, you can support that work by going to 1819 News. Excuse me, that's hard. Uh, and becoming a member. And 1819 News is your citizen supported truth teller, shining the light on what's happening in the state, uncovering corruption, celebrating the good, true, and beautiful. Support nonprofit journalism that represents your values. Become an 1819 News member today. You can do that for $5, $10, not $10 anymore. We took yeah. that away. 1819, that's, that's what we recommend. You know, you can kind of keep things. Keep things real uh, a month, or if you want to go big, you can give even more than that. Yep. So yeah, we appreciate all of your support. We've got a lot of people doing that, and that really—I mean, we're a nonprofit. We're not right. like the other companies who are running news, uh, and so it's that's a big deal that we have y'all's support. So back to the Taylor Swift or Lamentations game. We'll finish this up, and then we'll go to our debate time and do some interesting things that I think maybe have never, ever happened on the radio before. This is not true, but we are going to do this. I'm positive we're going to be uh, studying Lamentations on Sunday morning, my pastors. You are? Yeah, okay, I'm good. sure if he's listening. It's a hard thing to teach as a pastor, so as you can tell, because some of the lines are very, they're, it's a lot of laments I, and, and uh, a lot of sad things happening to it. Jeremiah back then. All right, so here we go. Uh, the, the last one was Taylor Swift, which you didn't think it was. Here's one. I gave up on life altogether. I've forgotten what the good life is like. Taylor Swift or God through lamentation. Parker. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what the Bible is. God writing through human authors, so. And this is not the King James Version. Uh, I will admit that these versions are from the message. Um, because it is a little bit obvious if they are King James. And the message is a good... Oh, that... Oh, it's a good okay, I didn't see that curveball coming. Uh, oh, I, I would not... Like, he was cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not okay. study the message if you're doing some real intense Bible study right. because it goes a little, you know... We've been to hell and back is not actually in the original right. version. It's, it's, a, it's a way to make that more clear to a modern audience. But, all right, what's your answer to this one, Ashley? Say it one more time. I gave up on life altogether. I've forgotten what the good life is like. I'm going to say Lamentations. All right, Scott. Lamentations. That is correct. Yay. You're doing well. Y'all got, got one. one. <laughs> All right, we got another one. I weep, I weep buckets of tears and not a soul within miles around cares. I weep buckets of tears, not a soul within my, miles around cares. Sky, what? I mean, I'm going to say Lamentations. That sounds... Okay, so Scott thinks Lamentations. I mean, I think it's Lamentations too. Sky, what's your guess? Lamentations. Oh, Sky too. Uh, Sorry, gonna, he's not producing. Go <laughs> I'm going to go with Taylor Swift on this one. Okay, we've got a we got an extra. We got a you know kind of keeping it interesting. This is Lamentations too. Um, Yay! So sorry about that, Sky. Uh, we got just a job. few more. Um, I hope y'all are keeping score. I've gotten some texts from people who are listening that they are keeping score. Oh, uh, thank and you. So maybe they'll call it in if they if they got <laughs> all of them. All right, here's an easy one. Time turns flames to embers. <laughs> Sky, you laughing. What do you think this I, one I, is? Can we do like uh, ACDC versus Lamentations? Uh, I'll, I'll tell Scott that to do next week. It's like next someone week. who doesn't listen to Taylor Swift. Someone who hardly knows who she is. No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, let's do it again. What was the, what was the quote? Yeah. Time turns flames to embers. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say Lamentations. We got one Lamentations. 
Two Lamentations. Two Lamentations. Is there a third Lamentations here? No, I'm going with Taylor Swift again. So, Sky is right in this one. We do have a Taylor Swift one. Is this the clapping? That is not the clapping. That is a different voice. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Sky's got the clapping. So, Sky wins that one. We got uh, two more. I'm not doing ten because this is taking longer than I wanted it to. Uh, Here we go. You'll find out what it's like to get drunk and wake up with nothing. (laughs) Are we serious? (laughs) (laughs) And wake up with what? Nothing. You'll find out what it is like to get drunk and wake up with nothing. There are some ellipses in this quote. I will um, be fair and explain that. But it is a quote from someone, either God through Lamentations or Taylor Swift. Does Taylor Swift talk about getting drunk? That is something she does do. (laughs) Okay, well, then I'm going to say Taylor Swift. All right. And we got, what do we got from you, Ashley? Oh, I'm so on the fence. I'm going to say Taylor Swift. All right, Sky, what is your thought on this one? Can I hear the quote again? Yeah, you'll find out what it's like to get drunk and wake up with nothing. I wrote that. That's from my my big hit song, (laughs) Blackout Blues, actually. So, uh, Taylor Swift. No, no, Levitations. Oh, oh, we got an oddball here. The oddball is right with this one. We got a roll for Sky. So, that was, uh, again, the ellipses probably changes things, but from the internet... This is what I got. So the so. trick seems to be whatever Scott and Ashley <laughs> yeah. say, the opposite, the opposite will yeah. win you swag. Okay. All right. <laughs> we will do one final one. We're making this an eight out of eight game because this is this is pretty hard. Um, and if you can't tell, I do a lot of things with youth groups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Walls of insincerity, shifting eyes, and vacancy vanished when I saw your face. Wow. That has this got a, to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. Has to yeah, be. I'm going to say Taylor Swift. You got two Taylor Swifts. Make it you Sky, know, are you a Swiftie? I'll take Taylor Swift on this one. All right, we have all gotten this one correct. Okay. This is from Enchanted. Great song. Um, so, oh, Parker, what yes. did you say? Great song. Great song. Enchanted is a very good song. Uh, so, Ashley, I, I use, want to use this to transition to an article you wrote actually probably a month or so ago. Yes. About Taylor Swift and about why... Maybe little girls and especially parents of of young, growing adolescent girls maybe should not be thinking of Taylor Swift as the role model. Can you can you explain a little bit about what that what why you what you wrote in that article? Well, um, I actually had read a um, with tweet a, or, or X now. You know, I don't know what to call it yeah. anymore. Um, but a friend had posted something about her, and it was her on the cover of the Time magazine with her cat wrapped around her neck, which seems so creepy to oh, me. Oh, this anyway. is Eric, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he used to be a coworker. I consider him a friend. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he tends to post some things that can cause a little bit of controversy, and people, um, co- you know, conversate back and forth with him. But I, I tended to agree with what he said. I don't tend to agree. I do agree that she's not a role model for our young girls these days. And that's who a lot of them are looking for. Um, or they're looking for a role model and they're looking to her. So mm-hmm. let me rephrase that. Because um, she's so popular. Um, yep. I'm not quite sure why. Um, I haven't really. <laughs> I can give you some reasons why. <laughs> Other than they're, Thanks you know, she's, <laughs> well, I mean, she 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 makes um, music that some people tend to like to listen to. But, I mean, I, I just see that the mother is more, should be focused as your role model and not someone that's outside of the home, especially someone that doesn't have the same values or morals or beliefs. And she tends to not portray um, those that I carry in my home. So I would not look for her to be a role model for my children, which my children are grown now, but not for my grandkids yeah, or my yeah. nieces or 
Scott, do you have any daughters? I don't. I have two boys. Two boys. So what would your, you know, let's say you had a daughter now. What would you, what would you do with Taylor Swift? I think you can look at someone who's successful and say that's a role model for someone who's successful in that business. Uh, she believes differently than I do, and you say that. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, politically, we're different. But by turns, I mean, you know, this is a person who her last tour brought in I'm trying to think of the number. Oh, Ten figures? So nine figures? Yeah. It was incredibly successful, and she shared in her good fortune with her crew. and with. I know that, for instance, the truck drivers got a $100,000 yeah. bonus from her, and I think that that speaks well of her uh, as, a, as a person who cares. So, And I do happen to like a few of her songs. I don't have it on, <laughs> on every rotation. Again, has a, just creep people out as a 65-year-old man driving down Blair and Taylor Swift down yeah. my neighborhood. And I'm not, like, a, not a look. Sing it, yeah. shake it off. Yes. Also, she actually knows that one. <laughs> it's actually a terrific video, by the way. I, I do not like that, that video. You don't? No, How I do come? not. I just, when that song came out, I was like, and I was, a, I'm not a Swifty, to be clear, but I like her music. <laughs> and I did before that album came out. When that album came out, I was like, I do not. Now I like her again. But I was like, this is just too, this is pop and this is weird. I'm like, what are you doing? It is pop and it's silly, but, a top, but what I love about it is it has different types of dance dance genres in it. And yeah. it has ballerinas in it and yeah. how precise and amazing those people and just dancers in general. Now, can, I mean, this begs the question, it's a bigger question. Can you love the art and hate the artist? Mm. Ooh, interesting. So this is not hate the sin and hate, this, hate the sin or hate the sin. Mm. But like, let's, let's talk about Picasso because I know big, Picasso fans out there. <laughs> but I'm saying, he was a wretched human being. Mm. I mean, he was more than a little bit rapey. Yep. Um, but his art's phenomenal. Um, e. e. Cummings uh, was a professor at colleges, and again, you know, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, not the best. <laughs> not the best, but I love E. e. Cummings' poetry. Um, can you can you look at mm. someone like Taylor Swift? So I respect her business acumen. I respect how they've taken music, which frankly, is, you know, you can't. It's very poppy. Sure. You're absolutely right. So my question to you and the audience is, can you, like I said, love the art, hate the artist? Absolutely. I mean, I think this is a good, I think, yeah, I want to put this back on you because I think there is a really important thing that you're saying in, in, with this is that she, like, she is a role model to many. Now she shouldn't, I don't think she, I don't want her to be a role model to my daughters either. Right. I don't want her to, our, my daughters, I don't have daughters yet, but if I am blessed with the daughter, I do not want her to be acting like Taylor Swift acts. Now, I don't think I would limit her from listening to some Taylor Swift songs. I think I'd be like, here's some, here's some, I mean, I listen to it right now with my, my wife and I, we went to a Taylor Swift concert. Um, <laughs> you told on yourself. I told on myself. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, there are things in that concert and at that movie, and there are a lot of little girls there. And it is, yeah. it is like, this is not really for them. It's it's not it's it's music for people her age in their thirties and their in their twenties and 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 I, and I it, it kind of I mean love story is a song that anybody that's the big one that she she does uh, everyone knows and yeah little girls love it but it's not made for like the songs about the things that she's doing breakups they're not for twelve year olds they're not right. for eight year olds so you should but you be... look at the age of the girls that are going to these concerts yeah and yeah. I mean when uh, they had asked me to come on I, after my article came out. Um, asked me to do an interview on the radio show and it just left me um, who that was. But I did the interview and they took some callers afterwards. And they had a, one caller that came on that was a mom and she said, you know, absolutely not. I will not let my daughters listen to this because it is, you know, you listen to something repetitive every day, all day, mm -hmm. and you're going to be singing those lyrics. You're going to be thinking those thoughts. That, some things you wouldn't even know if you had not heard them. Um, and you see how she dresses. You think it's okay to have multiple 
you know, boyfriends. Yeah, if yeah. you break up, you just go to the next one. And eventually you're going to be famous because you're going to be dating a, you know, NFL football player and everything's going to be great, right? Yeah. And then there was a, this, but this mom was totally against it. And she said, no, my, my daughters will not listen to that. We, we don't. And then we had a mom that came on and the guy asked her, you know, simply, um, would you let your daughters listen to this? Does it bother you, the lyrics um, and the way that she acts? She's like, no, we just like the beat. Yeah. We just like the beat to the music. Scott seems frustrated. <laughs> no, no, I think you're, A, applaud it to the mom who is acting like, you yeah. know, a mom. That's what caring. I am incredibly terrible at full admission here. I've never told this story publicly, but it's incredibly embarrassing. But I'll say it anyway. I'm driving my um, son's, my son's to daycare. Uh, the song, um, <clears throat> I touch myself by I forget oh, the name of it. Yes, oh yes, and it's oh, about uh, what you think it is. And I'm list, I'm blaring it, and I'm singing oh, along to it. God, what are you doing? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! This was an important life lesson. Yeah, <laughs> because oh. we walked into the daycare, which was a Christian-based daycare, and my <laughs> oh, oldest. No. Oh yes, you know what's coming. Yeah, my son, who I love dearly and is very loud. We walk in, the <laughs> second we walk in, the, the Divinals was the name of the group. Uh, he walks in, right. he starts singing, I touch myself, <laughs> oh my I touch myself. And at that point yeah. in my life, I realized, you know what, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to change your choice of music. Your parenting skills could use use some tuning up. There. Yeah, yeah. I, well, no, I don't think, I mean, I think it's just something we don't think about is like the words yes. that we put into our brains are like what is going to come out of our, I mean, you got that very clearly <laughs> as an example. And that's why I would be like, here, you can listen to this song, but you're not listening to some of these, you know, these ones that if you sing, you're going to get in trouble, you know? So that, I, I think that's, I don't know. We're going to come back in a little bit and we're going to start our uh Devil's Advocate session, which is going to be very exciting, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but we've only got a few seconds left, so we're going to take a break, a quick break, and be right back. This has been Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll see you in a second. Welcome back to the program. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. My name is Parker. I'm here with Ashley and Scott Sanis, a different Scott from the normal Scott, but one that I'm very excited that we have here. That song, honestly, was hit a lot better than some Taylor Swift songs as we finish up that discussion. So I, I don't even know what that was, Scott, but uh, text that to me later. That was Communication Breakdown, Led Zeppelin. Oh, that sound. I knew it was somebody I kind of knew about. Uh, but yeah, that was good. Okay, so what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to start our Devil's Advocate time. And so this is what we're going to do. I, I think one thing that happens in our conservative circles is we get into what I call an echo chamber. And so what I mean by echo chamber is we get into an environment where we're surrounded by only people who believe whatever the same thing that we do. And so what happens is this. I, I believe something about politics, whatever it is. And if I stay in my conservative circle, all I will hear is people affirming what I believe. I will, all I will hear is people agreeing with me. And when, and when that happens all the time, when we start to have that happen to us, we lose our ability to see the world through non-biased eyes. We can't see any argument other than our own as right. It's almost impossible because we've trained our brains to reject anything that is different from we want what we hear, what we want to hear. And so, you know, if you're conservative, you might ask like, why does that matter if I'm in an echo chamber, Parker? I mean, I'm, I'm right, why, <laughs> why does it matter, you know? Why should I care about the other point of view? Why should I entertain those ideas? What's so bad about knowing what I believe and not engaging with people who believe things that are different and I, I think are really wrong? So there's one real reason I think this matters. Um, and actually there's a few, but I wanna just give one. So if, if you're a conservative or if you're a liberal or whatever, if you don't have a fair and real understanding of what the opposite side thinks of an issue, you are going to be completely ineffective at creating change in the minds of those who believe differently. 
if you can't empathize with them, if you can't see why they have the perspective they have, you're going to get nowhere. And this is really important, especially as if you're a conservative, because the left is really, really good at this. Yeah. Not not the extremists, you know, but the, the moderate ones, the moderate left-wing media and culture, they're really, really good at empathizing and giving an alternative option that validates perhaps part of the conservative point of view, but hits on the weaknesses and it pulls us over. And so here's what happened. This has happened before. It happens all the time. But here's what happened in the gay rights movement and on Alabama Filter Radio. We talk a lot about how sin gets normalized. And what happened with the LGBTQ movement and what they did is they put LGBTQ characters in our TV shows and in our movies. And what they did is they understood, hey, Christians, conservatives think that the LGBTQ lifestyle is unhealthy. They think it leads to abuse, isn't good for kids, whatever. And what they did is they put characters in our TV shows who were gay or lesbian, but had what appeared to be healthy relationships with their partners, their kids, and their family. So what does that do? That normalizes that behavior. It takes away some of the assumptions that conservatives had about those in the LGBTQ community. And unfortunately, it changed the minds of so many people now that the LGBTQ lifestyle is both accepted and encouraged. And the LGBTQ movement was able to do this because they knew that we were what we genuinely thought of LGBTQ lifestyle and they attacked those assumptions. And so if we as conservatives are going to win the culture back, we are going to have to honestly attack the genuine beliefs of the left, not just a caricatured version of them. And the only way you really can do that is getting to know what they actually think. So what we're going to do in this segment, Scott, uh, since it's you and me now, Ashley went to go get some food, Yum. Uh, which I'm excited for. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you a statement and you're going to have to argue. Let's start with the liberal side and I'll, I'll argue the conservative and then we'll switch. Okay. And Ashley's actually back. So she will Yay. do this as well. So here is a statement and we're going to argue this. Here we go. Christians can vote for liberal politicians. Scott, you're going to vote. You're going to argue that they can. I think, Ashley, I want to make you argue that they can as well. So Christians can vote for liberal politicians. I know you may not think that. Scott may think that already. Um, I may think that already, maybe. Um, oh, I can see the I can see the appeal, certainly. The appeal would be on the emotional level, which, of course, that's where many of those arguments are fought. Hmm. And you can say, you know, Jesus was a liberal. Jesus, in fact, in his empathy, certainly was. He looked at the poor. He looked at the lame, and he cured them, and he hung out with tax collectors and other sinners. Um and so, hence, you should be okay with those people. The second half of that discussion, as you, you know, mm -hmm. is going to be, he also insisted that they go forth and sin no more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that part's sort of forgotten. But if can a Christian vote for a liberal candidate? They do. Sure. Um, am I supposed to say they should? Because I'm not sure how far you want You're this debate to go. You're supposed to say that they, they should and they can. They shouldn't feel bad about it. There should not be any shame to this at <laughs> <You're just> all. <laughs> it's all great. All right, you want me to lie? I want no. This is not a lie. This is an academic exercise where you're going to try to put on a liberal brain and see like why, and you have to argue it, not just say like I can see why, but here argue why a Christian can vote for a liberal politician. Hmm. Hmm. Scott, do you have any thoughts while Ashley is thinking? I'm just really trying to muster it up, Parker, but this it's is not why we coming. need to get out of our echo chambers because they have there are reasons that are somewhat reasonable. Because like I'm everybody a has a, a, a heart, so I, I should okay. just qualify myself right off. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Ash. Sorry, I, I'm I, I'm gonna leave it to you, Scott. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, you can. Uh, uh, 
vote for a, a liberal politician. The definition of liberal, though, has changed uh, dramatically mm. yeah. in my lifetime. Liberal used to be an open-minded, free thinker. Yeah. And it's uh, just become almost uh, diametrically opposed to that, that concept uh, just, just in the last uh, 20 or 30 years. So mm. um, I, I would still agree. Certainly you could uh, vote for a liberal politician. I would also say that scripturally you could say Jesus talking about the rich uh, did not care for them one, one little bit. Um, and you could say those who would then go and tax the rich at an extreme level, those who have wealth should be penalized for that. Those who have worked hard to accumulate worldly goods should have those worldly goods taken away in large percentages. Yeah, absolutely. Should Yeah, you can vote for that. That's all right. So those, those are interesting <laughs> thoughts. The, usually what I... So I, I saw Michael Knowles, he, he's a conservative commentator. He said in 2020 that it is not possible for Christian, not acceptable for Christians to vote for Joe Biden. So that's kind of where this comes from. And I think a lot of people say that largely because of the abortion issue. I mean, I think, is that, is there any other reason why? I mean, actually, I mean, I think that's, that's the big, the big reason. Why we wouldn't vote for we him now? You know, a Christian would not vote for a liberal, liberal person oh. like in 2024. I mean, there's there's the there's the I think abortion. That's the biggest one. There's, there's that, LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, but those, I mean, the abortion, I think, is the one the reason that a lot of Christians are not voting left because because they they think that that's a human life. And we'll and we'll talk a little bit about the in, in vitro stuff uh, in another segment in the future, uh, and then about just some abortion exceptions that are coming along uh, in the future too. So Scott and I will talk about that. Ashley, are you hanging out for a little bit? Just or? for a few minutes. Just for a few minutes. We've got a, a meeting here, so we're very very excited. Don't come. This is not food for anybody who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been Alabama Unfiltered. We will be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the program. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Parker in for Scott. We also got Ashley in here in for, uh, I guess we'll be in for Allison. And then we got Scott Stantis in for an Amy Best seat. So we got a whole a whole different switch over. They will be back tomorrow. Don't worry. I know y'all are They're probably so mad excited. at me right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll transition. Uh, I'll transition back to Allison, <laughs> yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah, he'll, we, all, we all change into our other, all, our alter egos. Um, we were talking about school choice in the break. And I think that is something that is worth highlighting here. And so just a reminder, there is a big bill in the Alabama legislature that will give vouchers to a uh, ES educational savings account is another way you say it. Uh, and to a hundred million, a hundred million dollars worth of vouchers to, and that would probably equal what's a hundred million divided by 7,000. Anybody do quick math? A lot of students. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of students could be impacted by this bill. And what this bill will do is it will allow people in failing schools uh, in some of the Montgomery public schools that are really, really bad, and some Birmingham public schools, all these public schools that are really doing poorly, that are in really poor areas, it'll allow them to take the money that the state is spending on them per pupil and go either do homeschool or they'll be able to go to a private school. And you know, private schools are not always, so whether you get a $7,000, private schools are not always under $7,000. Right. But what you give them, if when you give that $7,000, is you give parents now who, who may not have been able to afford $15,000, but they can afford eight or maybe they couldn't afford 10, but they can afford three. And so I think this is a really, really big deal. And this is Governor Ivey. She has said that it is one of her top, it is actually her top priority, whether it is or whether the gambling is the top priority is another question that we can we can talk about. Um, but I just want to get y'all's insight into into school choice, the movement. I mean, is it is it that awesome as it, as it appears that it could be? 
there are some places where it works great. There are some where it doesn't work as well. This is one of those experiments, and you know, America's great at experimenting. We are the great experiment ourselves as a nation. A, the AEA, the, the teachers' union, is fighting tooth and tongue against us, as you might imagine. Why? But the fact of the matter is, Parker, the, the schools in Alabama are failing. We came in 52nd. 52nd. Terrible. 52nd. How do you even do that? Well, we lost to Guam. <laughs> Guam. Not that there's anything wrong with Guam. They're just not known for their math skills. And I don't think <laughs> Alabamians who have gotten the public education could tell us where Guam is, because I know I can't. Really? <laughs> Where? It's in the Guam. South Pacific. Good I don't Lord. know. I got that confused with Montego Bay, just like Michael Scott. Montego Bay. Montero Monterey Bay. Bay. The, the, What's the, the one where they take the prisoners? Al-Qaeda. That's oh, Mon... No, that's... Uh, what? It's not Montego Bay. No, in Cuba. The, Cuba. What is this guy? Guantanamo. M in that word at all. <laughs> Guantanamo, Montego. A lot of Caribbean names. Yeah, Miralago Bay. That's where all the prisoners go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so in Alabama, we have to have alternatives because the system is failing. Like you said, kids in, I mean, let's, you're a concerned parent in the Montgomery school system. You're a concerned parent in the Black Belt. You're a concerned parent in any one of these failing schools. You got to be thrown a lifeline if you care at all. And I mean, to not do it, to not offer this, the vouchers, to me is criminal. Yeah. To me is painful. And to me is just denying Alabama the opportunity to educate and to reap the rewards of having an educated populace. Yeah, we definitely do not want to be the state that is left behind. Almost all the states in the United States now are getting programs like these. Europe has programs like these, and you know we're always scared that Europe. All the liberals are like Europe is what we need to do, right? We need to just be like, just like them. And I'm like, you don't want to be like Europe. They have, they have school choice over there, and you clearly don't like that. And and I I think, man, I've been to a lot of these legislative meetings where this where the school board comes up, the EA uh, person comes up, and they give their little spiel like, oh man, this is gonna kill public education. Mm. And and here's what it will do is it will make public education less of a monopoly. Right. Which to them is killing it. Yep. You know, I, and it's just so, so silly in some ways because what, what they really care about, what the superintendent's board cares about and what the AA cares about is the teacher job in the public school. They don't care that the teacher could get a job at a private school. They just care, and they don't care about the student as much as they do the teacher. That's not who they're lobbying for. Yeah. They're lobbying for the teacher. Oh, it's for the children. Uh, yeah, Pay increases yeah. for, for teachers is for the children. Increases in their benefits. It's for the children. Which I think, you know, I want our teachers to be paid well. Right. You know, I really, I would like our teachers to be paid better than any other state so we can have the best teachers. But I would like also the people who are getting a terrible education over in Woodlawn High School or whatever public high school in Montgomery, I would like them to be able to not hear gunfire when they're at school. And I'd like them to be able to go somewhere where they feel safe and they can have the discipline that maybe isn't available at home because they're in hard situations and a lot of the poor schools are in, or the underperforming schools or in poorer districts that have single parent families and, and it's all connected and we can give a lifeline here. But if we don't do it, I just, I don't know. If they would fix the problems, then people wouldn't want to leave. So if they wouldn't be- and There we go. Okay, yep. so fix the problem. And then you don't have to worry about the school choice. And they it say it's the money. As, yeah. The money, if you don't give them any more money, we can't fix the problem. We're Remember. already buying everything. I, I don't have kids that are in public school anymore. I did. We changed and I homeschooled my children. Um, but I can remember that the parents are already buying everything they need for school, for class. I mean, mm. what, what they bring yeah, everything. Like, yeah. And for everybody else's kids, too, because they're not all going to, which 
that's a whole different subject. But anyway. There's definitely ways that the, the bureaucrats don't need to be paid as much as the teachers. Oh, yeah. we have a top heavy in terms of principals, mm-hmm. vice principals, all of that. And if you've had the uh, unfortunate experience of meeting many of these principals in failing schools, they are, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a technical term. Oh, yeah, idiots. <laughs> and they run a bad school. You talk about merit? How cool would that be if you just, I mean, teachers should get a six-figure salary. I like right? it. If you got rid of the union and, let's say, a kid coming into your, and inner-city schools have their own challenges. They, a kid comes into your class reading at a third-grade level, they should leave reading at a fourth-grade level. It's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward stuff. Doing math at a third-grade level, doing it at a fourth-grade level. Merit. That's what vouchers do. Oh, my gosh. Competition. Who knew? Oh, wait. Everybody. Yeah, let's let's get in the call. We've got Professor By- Brian P. Democritus here. Democritus? Yeah, let's hear what it, what do you have to say on it's on this poor topic? Spelling of Democritus. Oh, yeah. Democritus. No, I think that's right. I just poor pronunciation. You're on the show. Baron Baron P. Democritus here from Montreal Demo- University, underneath <laughs> the ground between the bus station and Auburn. I'm very liberal. I am the juxtaposing view to Mr. Beeson. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I keep anyone from preaching to the choir. I've heard and about I you. Talk about, yeah, I want to talk about this school choice and what it what it does. You know, this governor over, at our, li- over <laughs> at our liberal college over here, we had one of the uh, instructors that during uh, a person's younger days at school, they had scored very high, highly, to be able to go to a high positions in the educational system. But mm-hmm. their parents were unable to take them. And, and this instructor and his wife got this uh, poor individual of a different race to where he needed to go. Now, this is really a true story right here. Okay. And he went on to become a doctor. He could not have done so mm-hmm. otherwise. Now, what I'm going to get at here is this will go to persons that are already doing something with their children or that children are already capable. But a child can slip through this type system that actually is capable, but whose parents do not take advantage of this. And you will begin to make some schools in Birmingham in these areas become more segregated once again when these other children whose parents make better decisions remove them from these schools if this is not carried out in a way that takes care of each child and not each parent's choice. I, so I, you're you're worried about resegregation is is what it sounds like the most from this. Yeah. Yes, I I think that that is a it's a worth asking about, but I think this is mainly going to affect the the black kids honestly who are in these poor districts. And so I mean Woodlawn, I th- I'm talking about Woodlawn a lot because I'm in Alabama or in Birmingham, but there there's no uh, diversity in Woodlawn. I mean it's it's black and it's Hispanic, and so it's going to be affecting those kids hopefully the most. Um, and it is there is income level hit. We'll we'll uh, keep you on over into the next uh, the next segment. We'll we'll take a break here. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Parker in for Scott. Welcome back to Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Our calling lines are off the hook. So I'll go back just to Byron, Democritus, for 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds, last words, before we go to Lunchbox Bob. There should be a provision that when a child tests high enough and his parents are not interacting with this system, that a guidance counselor goes forward to help initiate these monies for such a child to improve his educational position. Thank you, Parker. 
Yes, sir. A very interesting idea. Yeah. Well, well, that's worth considering. Let's go now to Lunchbox Bob. I've heard a lot about Lunchbox Bob. I've heard him on the radio. Let's. What do you have to say? <laughs> it's the end of the third half. <laughs> and this goes for entertaining. Great job stepping in last minute. Yes. We started the show with Amy Bath and Allison on the floor having an arm wrestling competition. We have demonstrated that Scott is not Cuban. And not. the New York Post is reporting that the Israelis can now grow testicles at least on mice. <laughs> now, let's talk serious. Taylor Swift. Swift and lamentations <laughs> in modern American music. Yes. Lunchbox Bob has been to Taylor Swift. Lunchbox Bob wow. has seen Taylor Swift. And I took Baby Girl with me. Oh. And it was an experiment for Baby Girl because I had already destroyed a lot of the songs and lyrics that Miss Wonderful used to love growing up. Indeed, when you read the lyrics, when you understand what they're saying, Taylor Swift definitely is two different people, pre- and post-sandwich making. <laughs> Lady Gaga is completely debauched. And even Dave Matthews, go ahead, listen to Crash Into Me. It's downright creepy. <laughs> That's why I took Baby Girl to the concert. Because I didn't care what was going on on stage. We'd already established that. I asked Baby Girl to look around her and look up in the stands and to pay attention to the audience. And we got a whole new real identification of the word cult. And blind following fanatics. Wow. It's important to understand that. Because in today's politics, and we're trying to fix it a little bit here, argue for the enemy and understand their point of view, there's a lot of fanatics. Where's Bob's Bob is a fanatic? I'm fanatical about 1819 news and being involved <laughs> in local politics. I love it. Thank you, Lunch Bunch. I'm, I'm Lunchbox Bob. I'm surprised you paid money to go to a concert just to look at the other people. But I think that is a that is a potential good lesson. I mean, it is crazy loud. It is, and it, and it is very obnoxious. I would like her to sing what without me singing it loud. Think I paid money. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox Bob has contacts. I was ah, Travis Kelsey. Oh my gosh, she has contacts for Taylor Swift tickets. I need to I talk to you all off stage, off the air, oh. Lunchbox Bob, about Black. these connections. And slightly better. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lunchbox Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to add Dave Matthews. When I worked in Chicago, if you forget, Dave Matthews also emptied the bilge on his bus right on Michigan uh. Avenue Bridge, which is uh, actually a great. And there's a lower Michigan Avenue oh, Bridge. Yeah. Oh, man. They were none too happy. That does not sound good. Duke, we were, we're going to go to you uh, right before we close the show. Duke, what, what do you have an opinion on school choice, it looks like? Man, man, I don't have enough time, man, to talk about stay if you do. But I'm going to keep it, I'm going to simplify it for you right now. Uh, I want some proof, sir. If you want these families to, to rip and run up and down the streets and the roads, calling the kids to different schools, these so-called uh, private schools, uh, show me some proof how well they're doing academically. Can you name one, sir, in the state of yeah. Alabama that's doing Re way beside Valley Cross that they be created by these brothers here in town? Yeah, Restoration Academy is good, and I know if someone's in Birmingham, Restoration Academy, Cornerstone I'm School. About, and, oh, oh, let's back up. I mean, I'm talking about these, these, these private schools being in place, the St. James's and ACAs and all these, uh, and not the pop-up uh, 
daycare schools or whatever you, you want to call it nowadays. But uh, give me one uh, name, one top school that that that's performing academically and not yeah, not just naming one school before is uh, like Edgewood Academy. I'm trying to be all over the place in one of the yeah. I'll, I'll point yeah. you to Restoration Academy. Uh, that's that's it, in Birmingham. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the discipline part of that. Are there other schools that doing these kind of things, allowing this kind of stuff to go on on that school campuses and covering it up? So we got a lot of questions about private schools when you want these kids to be hauled all over the city, but are they going to be hey, responsible for things that goes on in the private schools? Well, we got we got to close up. I, I think that is an interesting point of view, interesting suggestion. But I do I do think that the real question is whether the parents are in charge of of the education or or 